0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is Five Ways to Buy a House with Bad Credit. So whether you've gone through a situation recently in your life that's wrecked your credit, maybe it's COVID-related, divorce, something like that, Or maybe you're a real estate investor like me and you're trying to acquire a lot of properties and you're discovering that lenders oftentimes don't like to see you buying over and over and over again and instead they like for you to go a little bit more slowly. So either way, you want to know how to acquire real estate right now without having to use your credit. Well, I'm going to share that with you here in five main ways to do that. And I've been a part of thousands and thousands of transactions like the ones I'm going to share with you over the past two decades. So I'm about as experienced as anyone you could ever listen to alive on this planet. So how is bad credit defined? Well, I'm going to define it as you are below the threshold by which you could get a mortgage in contacting a mortgage broker. It doesn't have to be a conventional loan. It could be a non-QM, but it's still going to be based on your personal financial situation. And so if you haven't already, if you're looking to buy a property, I do recommend you reach out to a mortgage broker, have them pull your credit, and find out if there are any loan options, if you are at that threshold or above, and that could be 580 FICO score. It could be 540. I don't know because there might be some loan program from some non qm lender out there that's willing to go down to a lower credit score and give you a loan. It might be a higher interest rate. It might require a larger down payment, but you can still pull it off. So I encourage you to do that. But what you're discovering is this. When it comes to buying a property with bad credit below that threshold, that minimum threshold, there are going to be some trade-offs. The first and arguably most important trade-off you should understand about the five ways I'm about to share with you is that they are short-term in nature. One, two, three years in length. The idea is to get you into home ownership, but at the same time, you can start building your credit otherwise so that you can reach well above those minimum thresholds so that you can refinance into a better loan with perhaps uh, better terms. And so, the idea is don't think of this as something where you're going to use this technique and you're going to be able to use this technique for the next 30 years on that property. Oftentimes, it's going to be short term. Yes, we've done thousands of these, but our, our thousands are always very short term in nature. We're getting in and we're getting out. Now you can do this in a way where you're going to live in the property, and it is going to be your primary residence, but you want to be looking toward the future of improving that credit score so that you can then work yourself into a better loan program. Look, credit does not need to be a lifetime sentence. It can be a phase. It can be a season in your life the FICO score uh, can absolutely be improved dramatically with some simple steps. And I'm not gonna go through all those here in this video. There's other people that can cover the subject of credit repair. The idea is that this is short-term in nature. Trade-off number two is that beggars can't be choosy, meaning you have to be flexible. You may not be able to choose your dream home right away or the perfect home that just dinged on your phone from your Zillow or Realtor app, what you instead need to look at is the idea of what properties you can use these techniques on, not simply the idea that if I can't get this home with this technique, then I'm not going to do it. Now, it is possible that all the stars align and you can use one of these techniques on a property that is your dream home, but I do want you to be aware that as a trade-off, you might need to be a little flexible. The third trade-off is that you're going to have to search a little bit more than the average person. You're gonna to have to, in many cases, go after off-market properties, which may mean you have to spend a little bit of money to market to them. But the idea is you're going above and beyond to try to find these deals, because many of these techniques require you to work directly with a seller where there's no agent in the middle. So it's not quite as easy to find. The great news about this, though, is you also get better deals. So yes, it's more of a hassle, but, you get the uh, added bonus of uh, potentially getting a much better deal as well. And the fourth trade-off is some of these techniques are more complicated from a paperwork perspective, from a negotiation perspective, from a structure perspective. So I'm going to go share with you on these five ways which ones are easier and which ones are more complicated. But the ones that are more complicated, of course, those are the ones that are the best techniques, and those are the ones that oftentimes at some point you may need to work with a mentor or someone to guide you through. All right, so without further ado, understanding these trade-offs, let's dive into the five ways to buy a house with bad credit. The first way to buy a house with bad credit is a hard money loan. What's a hard money loan? It's a loan where it is based on the asset not on your ability to repay. In fact, I have developed what I consider to be one of the largest, if not largest, databases of hard money lenders, and it's free. So if you wanna find a hard money lender in your area that can lend on the asset, not necessarily on your ability to repay, there you go. Now, there is some trade-offs. Number one, they're gonna probably require a big down payment, 20, 30, 35% down. And then the interest rate might be 9% or even more. And also, it's a short-term loan, maybe one to two years. So why would anyone ever do this? Well, obviously real estate investors do it if it's a really great deal. But even if you're not a real estate investor, why would you do it? Maybe it's because you wanna get into a deal and you know that a year or two from now you're gonna be able to refinance. Now this does also allow you to buy any property out there on the market. You can use the easy way to search for properties and just wait for something to ding your phone. So in a way, it's no different than any other loan. The difference is the size of the down payment. And the reason why the down payment can vary is if you you get one that already has a a lot of equity in it and you find a good deal, they may not require as much down. But if you're going to pay retail for it, they may require you to put 35% down. You might be saying, Phil, I don't have 35% to put down. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. My techniques get better. This is just the first one. The second way to buy a house with bad credit, kind of a long shot of an idea, kind of a hail Mary pass, if you will. And that is to get someone else to buy the property for you. And then you just pay them. I call private funding yes, this does exist. I've seen it plenty of times in my career. The most likely situation is where it's a small business owner and they have a key employee that may be moving away because of the affordability in the area. And that business owner may be willing to buy the property you rent from them for, or even pay them. And then a couple of years later, you get a, a real loan. And uh, that's exactly what I've done to several of my employees over the years. So this de- definitely does exist because I know I've personally done it. And I went and found a great deal, had it fixed up, and then they moved in, they walked into a bunch of equity, and then a couple years later, they were able to refinance. So uh, this right here would allow you to buy whatever that that private benefactor is willing to buy, right? Whatever you can afford. Again, it would be short-term in nature because the idea is that person may not want to uh, be your bank for the next 30 years, but they might be willing to do it for a year or two until you get your credit up, until you can refinance. The third way to buy a home With bad credit is a lease purchase arrangement. Now, is that really buying? In a way, it is, because you are getting the option. You have control over the ability to buy it. In fact, interestingly enough, some of y'all may have heard of the name Dave Ramsey. He is a financial guru. He's, uh, he's been out there for almost 30 years or more now. And when he first bought his commercial building in Cool Springs there in Nashville, south of Nashville, kind of Franklin area, he did a lease purchase on that commercial building. So that's the way he was able to say that he never got a loan on his commercial building. He did a lease purchase. Well, it is kind of like a loan, right? So the idea is that you're, you're renting the property from the property owner, but you have the option to purchase. Now, many of you may be renting right now, and some of you may want to do this on the place you live in right now. You need to provide some value to that owner. So simply saying, hey, look, I want to buy this in the future, you may not be able to get anything in writing that says that you're the only one who can buy that property in the future. However, if you pay them a down payment of some amount, what we call an option payment, maybe it's 1000 thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, 5000 10000 depending on the deal, that may incentivize that owner to allow now the purchase component. So you may already be leasing it, this would add the purchase component this also is going to apply though not just if you already live in the property but if a property is for rent and you want to do a lease purchase remember you're going to have to add value and that value is typically cash up front that is where you can typically buy that option to purchase although some have been able to negotiate it with something like being able to fix the property up along the way so lease purchase. Now, where do you find these if you're not already living in a property? I mean, obviously, anything that's for rent, you could ask the landlord if they'd be willing to do that, provided you gave them an option payment up front. So that's one way to do it. But the other way is I have a technique on, on how to get a great deal on your dream home. That video describes a technique that you're going to be able to apply for this technique and the other two to follow, and that is where you're going to figure out what you're looking for and then you can send out what I call list targeting to that audience. Now in that video, I, this was shot before a new technology came out, but I also want to point in your direction here, and that is the software called PropStream prop stream. That is the tool to use in order to develop the list and to target or blast that list with voicemail blasts and email blasts and direct mail and and you basically hammer all those uh, those different techniques at those properties and then hopefully you get someone to respond. And again, a lease purchase is a solid option. Usually it's, you know, 1 to 2 years, sometimes you can stretch it out to 3, but again, going back to my theme that the trade-off is short-term, this can be wonderful especially in a rising market like we've had the last, you know, 10 years or so, and that is when the property prices are going up and you have a lease purchase, You know, two years from now, you may have a really good deal on your hands. We had one of these recently on one of our apprentices where the, the tenant buyer, we call them, did not exercise their option to purchase. They, they broke up or something, it was um, boyfriend, girlfriend, they, they broke up and they, and they moved out. And I kid you not, they were sitting on $50,000 in equity. It was a property in Colorado. That's how much the property had gone up in value since they had first executed their lease purchase. So uh, this can be a great deal for you if you have the ability to be disciplined, improve that credit over the next year or two so that you can exercise your option to purchase. The fourth way to buy a house with bad credit is to negotiate or structure owner or seller financing with the seller. I actually have a video that I recently put out on what this means, how it goes in in, in a lot more detail. Owner financing is where the seller becomes the bank. So in many cases, they may own it free and clear, but they don't have to. They could have a first mortgage on it. But with owner financing, instead of you paying them cash for their equity, instead you're gonna pay them back over time in the form of a loan. Now it is hard to negotiate owner financing long, long, long term but you might be able to get away with it easily one, two, three, up to five years. Now, why would a seller agree to owner financing? Here's why. First, if you pay them more for the property than the current value or what they can sell it for. So if you pay more than anybody else is willing to pay, they might be open to owner financing, but there's more. Sometimes you're dealing with a seller that is retired or retiring, and they care a lot about cash flow not having a bunch of money in their bank account. So owner financing also applies to that crowd. I recently did an owner financing deal where what happened was the seller did not want a chunk of cash because she was worried that her drug addict son was going to either kill her or take her money. Instead, she wanted to just have a small monthly payment so that, uh, so that she could stay alive. True story, he ended up having a, a drug overdose uh, a little bit after the closing, so uh, she's a little safer now from that perspective. Okay, so owner financing does exist. It's the same concept as lease purchase in that you're going to have to reach out directly to potential sellers and use the techniques I described before using PropStream to list target and to try to reach out to people. Now, you may be asking, who's going to put together this paperwork? Lease purchase or owner financing? Either of these any real estate attorney can help you with this this is real basic and standard so i wouldn't be too concerned about this paperwork if you're looking to buy a property owner financing almost any real estate attorney in the world can put that together and this is pretty standard as well um we you know we've developed our own custom stuff here but really for this one we've got some fancy things but that's more when we're selling on a lease purchase when you're buying on a lease purchase. Uh, it's a lot easier. I mean, there's a lot of um, of examples out there for you. So owner financing, great option, but it does require some negotiating. When you're talking with that seller, you have to incentivize them. Another thing that incentivizes owner financing, down payment, the larger the better. Now look, if they're already asking for a 40% down payment, well, then you don't need to go owner financing. You can just do hard money and you can have a lower down payment. However, sometimes if you can provide, let's say, 10% down, 5%, 15%, if you can provide a good chunk, they might be willing to do owner financing, especially if you make that purchase price a little bit higher than they would otherwise get. And again, it also helps when they actually would prefer owner financing because they don't want to get one big lump sum. Another example of not wanting a lump sum would be capital gains. If they had a big year financially, they may not want to get hit with the capital gains. With owner financing, from an IRS perspective, it's considered an installment sale, so now all of a sudden they they get the benefit of not getting whacked with a huge capital gains tax. Again, other videos I've already referenced uh, talk about this in a lot more detail. The fifth way to buy a house with bad credit, I saved the best for last, is the subject two technique where you are buying the property, whereby the seller's loan is not being paid off. Instead, it's going to stay against the property, and then you're going to make payments to that mortgage company each month. We've done thousands of these. This is the technique that has made us so much money over the years of all these on this list because it's allowed us to do so many different deals. You know, there's a lot of homeowners out there that are past due on their mortgage right now. And that mortgage uh, moratorium, that foreclosure moratorium, it might actually expire at the end of September. I wouldn't hold your breath. The uh, eviction moratorium just got extended yesterday, so you just never know how long they'll kick the can down the road. But subject to is magical when someone's past due on their mortgage. They don't have that much equity. They can't catch it back up. You might be able to step in, catch it up, so you would have to have a down payment, right? You catch up the back payments, and then you just take over the payments thereafter. And then it helps their credit tremendously. Because when someone's past due on a mortgage, it really hurts their credit score. But what a lot of times people want to do is just pay the loan off. Well, that, in a way, that kind of like glues or locks in or seals their bad behavior right before the payoff of that loan. And it doesn't help their credit nearly as much as if they're past due on their mortgage, past due on their mortgage, past due on and then, boom, they get caught up. And then for the next year or two, it gets paid on time. When that happens, now their credit score goes way up. It's greatly improved. So when someone's past due, it's not good to pay it off. It's better to catch it up. So the subject to technique has come in huge handy over the years with past due borrowers we take over the payments we keep it caught up and we do make the payments by the way this is not something where you take it over and not pay that would be that would be a bad idea Um, that gets you in trouble so we make those payments And then we are the owner of the property and we didn't have to do owner financing necessarily. And we can do that sometimes where you have subject to in the first position, we do owner financing in the second position. Typically that's like on a short term basis. But uh, this right here, you're going to see a lot of these coming up here in the next six months or so, where people were past due 12, 8, 16 months, and some of them are not going to be able to qualify for any form of a loan modification. And uh, I'm not saying that it's it's a, it's a small number. I mean, if they're past due 12 months and their you know, payments are $1,000, it's $12,000, plus all the fees and penalties. So, But if you've got somewhat of a down payment, you can buy quite a bit of property in the upcoming times with uh, with the subject to technique. Now, this is the most complicated. There's a lot of ins and outs here. And when it comes to this subject, I've always told people, you better get the right mentor. Because if you do this wrong, you can get some big trouble. But if you do it right, you do it legally, this thing is marvelous. and uh, And also, you can utilize this and add the owner financing component. Again, this stuff gets a little complicated. This is a lot more straightforward and easy. But those those techniques are the five main ways that you can buy a property, even if you've got bad credit. And, and, and again, it's more for the short term. You get in, and then you can do something with it. Now, as a real estate investor, we like to get in, fix it up, and resell it. Get in, get out, make big money that way. But if you're going to move into it and you're going to live in that property, just be thinking in terms of being disciplined to improve your credit so that a year or two down the road, you can refinance into a better loan. All right, y'all. Well, I'm Phil Pustyowski with freedommentor.com, and I've also got a quick gift for you. Uh, this is my book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, which is sold on Amazon. It's been a bestseller for over a decade, and uh, I do revisions to it ever so often, so it's up to date. And if uh, if you want, you can get access to this for free, and if you want to learn how to do this, on an entirely new level. If you wanna be able to apply these techniques correctly so that you can do hundreds and hundreds of these deals and, and you too can become a real estate mogul, consider my apprentice program where my team and I, we will mentor, guide, and we will train you into how to be in a first class market leading real estate investor.